Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>superpod hero cast guys with beers talking about movies with capes episode 65 is that where we're at we sure are wow i'm casey ryan and i'm todd panic we watched the crow city of angels city of garbage oh city of bullshit yeah oh yeah like you know what I, yes <sighs> do we say it now this is going to be a short episode oh <laughs> Simply because there's not much to discuss. Uh, we'll, you know, what? we'll get there. Let's. Uh, like, but I mean, there, there's other things. There's all the stuff, but like the actual movie is just like I could sum up this movie in ten minutes and give you all the beats of the movie and oh, maybe I, embellish a little bit. Um, I can probably do it in about in about twenty. No. In ten seconds. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. <laughs> no, no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, we'll, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. And since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking this evening? Uh, we will be drinking a beer from the finest beer shop in the central New York area, branching out bottle shop. Dear friends of ours, uh, I went in there today. Carissa, Joel, and Barley all working. Shop was full. Good for them. Um, <laughs> A lot of options for this one. <laughs> the, you know, we've talked about this before. Because branching out selection is, you know, small craft breweries, you know, small run batches, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if there's a beer you're interested in and they have it, you better get it because it might not be there in two weeks, right? They have this a is true. Phenomenal rotation through their stock. Um, there was a beer that they did not have in stock. But had they, if they had, we would have been drinking it. Um, there, I said, but saw some amazing beers today, including a great one for our next X Men movie. So, Ooh. 
Ooh, yeah, except isn't that... Uh... It's, uh, it's X-Men Days... Uh, it's The Wolverine is the next one. Oh, The Wolverine? Oh, jeez. Okay, well, I don't know if I want to do that then. All right, well, we may, we may need to hold on to that. But uh, um, had no problem. This was one of those trips where within the first 20 seconds in the shop, I found a beer. We looked at a couple other ones, Fantastic. but this one really uh, stood out. So mm-hmm. um, from Duclaw Brewing Company, which is a Maryland-based brewing company, Duclaw Brewery was born when their founder, Dave Benfield, followed his passion and started brew pubs in Maryland. Later, he transitioned the focus of the brewery towards a bottling and canning business so he could get more Duclaw to more people. Always cherishing the craft, never following the obvious path, Craft be cherished, rules be damned. We are drinking. This might be the most expensive beer we've drank in this podcast. Like a number of brewing companies, Duclaw does a a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. We are drinking mm-hmm. Retribution. It is their aforementioned uh, stout. This was put into the bottle in April of 2019. Taken out of the barrel to be precise. In, yes, and taken out of the barrel. October 30th, 2019. So uh, this is going to be interesting. I've had... I, th- yeah, I'm just interesting. This is a barrel-aged six months. Let's get to it. Oh, mine exploded. Now, it's a good thing neither of us are driving. We're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, but, this could be a one-beer movie. Well, yeah, it's 11.5. <laughs> oh, that is... You know... I don't think you even really have to even love the bourbon barrel aged stouts, but boy, just the look of this beer. Whew, that is a nice looking beer. Well, I can't tell how nice it looks because <laughs> yes, you've I've got my koozie on. You sure do. I you know what? We can we can do that. We we'll have some way to get these out to people by the time. Yeah. This episode drops. Casey, listen, this beer is just sitting here waiting for us. Shall we give so it a... Let, uh, yes, I'm sorry. I completely right. derailed this from actually... Oh, I can see it on yours. Ooh, that's Ooh, nice. Man. Wow, a lot of things just happened in my mouth. That's what she said. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a... That is a rich. I mean, it's almost like milkshake thick and smooth. It is. It is milkshake smith. There's definitely a chocolate in there. Like, mm-hmm. did you get it like in the middle? Oh yeah. It's it, it oaky. Then it becomes coffee. Then it's like a chocolate. Yeah. So there. Oh uh, man. The little blurb for the beer um, describes the flavor profile as dark chocolate, coffee, smoky malt, and dark fruit. Concealing a massive warming 11.5% ABV. Oh, boy. Warming is a fun way of saying, get yourself shit-faced. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure, I had a beer with dinner, so. Oh, I did not because I knew what we were drinking tonight. <laughs> I didn't realize it until I went to go pull it to start recording. I went, oh, no. Oh, no. I this is going to go badly. <laughs> I made a huge mistake. Um, I made a huge mistake. So, do we want to do almost cast? Because they're real quick. Yeah, sure. Do we want to? Okay. Uh, Only two people. uh, And oddly, both, uh, uh, along with Icky Pop, both musicians. Auditioning for The Crow, John Bon Jovi. Yep. Saw that. Would not have. I don't know. I (laughs) know. And auditioning for Sarah. 
Tori Amos. Oh, that one I did not see. But I she mean, refused because that. she did not like the character. Well, Tori, you made a very wise choice. Cause yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. this Agree. Movie. Fuck it. Agree. Okay. Uh, yeah. So listen, <laughs> um, we go deep. We went deep into the character history way back when we reviewed the first Crow movie, mm-hmm. which, which I'll do a previously for, so we don't really need to do anything. Beautiful. About it. So there's a lot of information there. So I'm I'm not going to recap what we did there. I mean, I would say, I would say go <laughs> go listen to the episode. Sorry, trying to. That's okay. Did we? Do I not have notes for this? That's not possible. <laughs> well, I've got like a page and I've got like two and a half pages. And then I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, the um, uh, I was looking through my notes. Did I not? I, for some reason, I can't find my notes from the the first episode. Um, so let's. What were you trying to find? Try Just trying to find the the episode number of the. <laughs> 13. Oh, let's see. Okay. And they're now 13. Survey says, uh, oh, wow. So so we did Batman the movie, Captain America, X-Men, Paper Man, The Crow. Oh, five. This was Yeah, this goes way back, right? Wow. Holy shit. I'm not going to look forward to listening to that again. Yeah. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We barely know what the fuck we're doing now. Well, you're not wrong. That came out November 3rd, 2017. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, wait. Um, November 3rd? Uh, Shut the fuck up. This comes out November 13th. No way. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's God, the crow. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So. Mm. Um, in episode five from season one, uh, there's a lot of information about the background. The crow was a comic book character. The first movie adapts a lot of material directly from the comics. Mm -hmm. So the, the crow is a success. Brandon Lee dies sadly. Um, but it's a commercial success. So of course, Miramax is doing a sequel. Um, and that's what happens. So this movie is directed by David Goyer. I'm sorry. Written by David Goyer. Right? No, it's not. It's directed by Tim Pope. <laughs> Tim Pope. Uh, but David Goyer, a guy who responsible for much of the writing of the of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. We've talked about him many times, including the uh, Christopher Nolan films. Um, yeah. So yeah, Tim he's Pope. An interesting if bird. you if you saw a a goth or grunge or alternative video in the '90s. You've seen mm-hmm. Tim Pope's work. <laughs> That's true. He basically directed every non-traditional uh, music genre of, um, uh, uh, <laughs> video. Fuck. Wow. This movie yeah. melted your brain, didn't it? It kind of did. Uh, so he, he directs this, and he's I don't know that he has another feature film. I, he's got a... 124 director credits on IMDb, but they're almost entirely uh, music videos. Um, But yeah, I think this is the only one. Yeah. And, you know, the movie, first of all, the movie looks like a music video, check. Um, And the visual imagery of the film is almost like, uh, you know, it, it could be cover art, I feel like. 
I was so angry watching, like, from frame one, I was angry. I must have checked easily 15 times to see how much was left in the movie. And every time I did and saw how much was left, <laughs> even when there, when it was at, like, 15 minutes, like, son of a bitch. Yeah. I never was like, oh, good, we're only this much left. So Aubrey, uh, Aubrey just went upstairs, but um, I was finishing the last 15 minutes uh, after she got home and uh, she was sitting here at the Island in the kitchen. You know, I'm in the living room right there watching it. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's uh, when it finally ended, she goes, Oh, I can't believe that was still going. She goes, it was just in the background and just hearing it was infuriating me. I was like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can't imagine having to pay attention to it, Aubrey. Oh God. So can Uh, we talk about an interesting thing? Yeah. An actual interesting thing. So his his name in this movie is Ash Corvin. Yes. Originally, he was going to be called Michael Corvin, but they changed it because Michael Corvin sounds too much like Eric Draven, which was the crow in the first one. Sure. First of all, no, it doesn't. Let's start yeah. there. But second yeah. of all, do you know who is named Michael Corvin? No. Scott Speedman's character in Underworld. No kidding. Yeah, no, I read that note. I'm like, Michael Corvin, Michael Corvin, why do I know? Oh, my That's God. Right. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, clearly the studio saw um, dollar figures. Um, you know, the, And didn't care about much else. Yeah, yeah, clearly not. I mean, th- I read a lot about how the, the movie how the story changed over the mm-hmm. you know, production process. Um, right. Initially, like Tim wanted to make it others. A, mm-hmm. And Tim know. wanted to be its own different thing. And then the Weinsteins uh, got yeah. their hands on it and said, no, it needs to look exactly like the first movie. Yeah. So the, so from the IMDB, um, they, the notes say that the, uh, there was a number of scenes, the, the original working, the work print version, which I assume is, almost everything in and and then you're going to start pulling out of that but the work print sure. version was 160 minutes 2 hours and 40 minutes um but there was a lot that got cut to to get into the theater now apparently with that other content it's a very different film it's a lot darker it's a darker tone and story i was like darker <laughs> well let's talk about if you take out the end credits and everything in the beginning, this movie is an hour and 18 minutes long. That's crazy. That That's explains crazy. a That's lot crazy, of but how... It's crazy that they, they got to 118 minutes. And then cut it down. I mean, I'm, have you ever seen the... It's not a director's cut. It's called the factory cut of um, Alien 3. Mm-mm. First of all, much better movie. Uh like David Finchner pretty much wanted his name taken off the film. It was one of those situations. Yeah. So yikes. Um, and it's a much better film. Uh, so I'm wondering if that factory, listen, I don't want to release the Snyder cut on this movie because <laughs> we're getting yeah. the Snyder cut and I'm excited about that. I'm not excited to ever. I don't, I don't even want to say the words, the Crow, City of Angels, in that order, ever again in my life. <laughs> That's right. That That's is right. where I'm at. Yeah. No, you're listen. You're not wrong. Um, it, what we get is going to be horrible. The movie section is going to be short. Um, the last thing I'll say is money, because clearly that's why we they were 
doing this. Uh, it's get a, it gets a budget of about $13 million. Uh, it grosses just under $18 million. Because so, it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But amazingly, as we know, because we, we went deep on this as we were assembling our movie list, there's more Crow movies after that, yes, this, that get theatrical releases. Yeah. No, no, this is it. This is uh, the last one. Don't do this sure? to me, Todd. Don't you do this to me. I think this is it. I think everything after this is direct-to-video. I, uh, listen, I will be incredibly happy. Uh, let's figure it out right now. Uh, uh, to Crow Salvation. Little, uh, yeah, is uh, direct-to-video as far as I know. Uh well, the wiki page says it was released direct-to-video after a limited theatrical run. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then The Crow Wicked <sighs> Prayer, which is the one with Amer- uh, Edward Furlong. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it had a one-week theatrical premiere before being released to video. We have to do the next two. So we have two more Crow <laughs> movies after this. Oh, my God. Oh, Michael, find someone else to host this podcast. I'm done. Oh, listen, you're not wrong. Oh, Holy not wrong. God. I, I keep wanting to, to suggest to the rest of the night shift radio family. What if we like switch off one week? Everybody does. It, and someone else's let's yeah. just happen to have it be. One. Listen, <laughs> oh, we, I the movie we just happen to be doing is the crow salvation. I mean, you guys want to watch that, right? Listen, we got to work with these people. We can't do that. <laughs> That's going to work. <laughs> I do not think that's going to work. Oh, shit. Do you know who's in the Crow Salvation? Uh, uh, yes, I do. Fred Ward. Oh, beyond, no, you're missing the big one. No, I, yeah, go ahead. William Atherton. Is Fred Ward in this movie? Wait, William Atherton's in this? In, is he, in he's, Salvation. He's in Crow Salvation? Yeah. Who, he's like uh, second build. I think he's the bad guy. Nathan Randall, yeah, holy cow, yeah, Fred Ward is in it, uh, who I just love. Remo Williams, well, look at, look at uh, you know Kirsten Dunst, obviously. Kirsten Dunst, yeah, whatever. Uh, Eric Mavis, Mavis uh, plays. Do you see his character name? Yeah, uh, Alex Corvus. Alex Corvus. So they're like they keep getting like, oh, we're close to the same name, but we're not going to. Yeah, listen, I, I mean. Well, they what abandoned is, what that is, with they abandoned that with the crow wicked prayer because his because <laughs> he's well, James Jimmy Cuervo. <laughs> what? Although I guess the V the V. Listen, I listen. How do we get how do we get off this? How do we get off this? Okay, what else do we got to do? It's not a success. Oh, wait, wait, I, wait, wait. <laughs> fucking Tara Reed is in Wicked Prayer. Oh my god. Yeah, good times, good times. Listen, let's hope we. Listen, I hope you don't pull that tonight because that would be shameful if you did that to us. You did that to us. That would be horrible. Well, I, I, it's Odin. It's not me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but but Danny Trejo is in. Wait, I'm sorry. What's his last name? Tre, Trejo. I'm sure. Did I, I, I listen. I'm. Tom, it's been a Thomas. It's been a day. Thomas Holland Senior. That may be my new favorite one. <laughs> Trejo. <laughs> Trejo. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going with Trejo or yeah, I don't know what I was doing Look, with that. We're having more fun with this than what yeah. we're about to do with this movie. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Last thing is the IMDb score. You want to take a guess at it? Two? <laughs> 4.7, which what happened to those poor people that rated this movie any good? Like All those fucking hot topic goth dickheads from oh, the 90s. Oh, the way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like, well, we could have some, some low, never mind. Oh, God. Okay. Who who the fuck cares? Roll the film. I don't want to. I just okay. Okay. So my notes for this start out. See notes. The crow. This is <laughs> this is the crow. Yeah. A dark, uh, silent type tragic man is killed with his loved one by a crazy gang of druggies led by a quasi occult leader who has a sexy goth vampire witch girlfriend. He captures the protagonist, um, defeats him through the power of the crow before turning, before having the pain he's inflicted turned on him. So that'll do it for the superpowered hero cast for this. No, <laughs> but okay. So a good thing. I don't know if you remember, but we couldn't figure out what city the last crow movie took place in. Yes. Thankfully in this one, it's right in the title. It's Los Angeles city. <laughs> so right. thank you for that. Um, was this whole thing about the the uh, loved one can connect with a crow f- with death? Is that from the first one? Uh, is that how she gets away with saying that whole thing? Because it's just like, who uh, says that? It's the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I I think they may have quoted themselves. Yeah, but oh I mean, like, God. seriously, not so they took the crow, reshot it, and made it less interesting. They keep the theme music. They keep the story structure, the girls' voiceover to open and close the film. They lose like, the amazing fight choreography skills of, Oh, I mean, I read in the notes that they purposefully made Vincent yeah. Perez more of a bruiser fighter. And like, or could Vincent Perez just not fight like Brandon Lee? He, uh, he cannot fight the, <laughs> the showdown battle with, um, what's her name? Kali, Kali, uh, with, uh, the Yellow Ranger? Yeah. Oh, is that who she yes, is? Yes, rest in peace. Uh, oh, she, oh, that's Right. This was uh, actually her last film. She died in a car accident oh. on uh, Golden Gate like a year or two oh, later. Oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the last thing. You know, the last thing Raul Julio did was Street Fighter. I mean, sometimes you just get a the, bad bounce. The last thing Brandon Lee did was The Crow, so <laughs> we could just get... But that was a great movie. Oh! It was a great movie. Compa- I think. I think you're looking at how terrible this no. film was. The Crow is Listen, okay. Both of these films are like a long Nine Inch Nails oh music video, it's right? 90s, I mean, yeah. it captures the angst of the '90s. Brandon Lee had an energy and a charisma. Oh my God, he, uh, is, he, was he a is great. Gifted performer. Vincent Perez has none of that. Now, uh, it, Vincent Perez is really good. He's really bad at pretending to be cold, but he's also really good. That tweak out scene that he has, I'm like, oh, okay, this is probably why you got the part, but everything yeah, leading but, you up know, to we that. We got that in the first movie. I, I mean, again, like yeah. beat for beat, you know, in, moment for moment. You know, in this movie, it's his son. In the original, it's the girlfriend. Uh, in the original, the warlock lord's girlfriend is his half-sister in here they don't appear to be related i mean like there's a no but there's I mean, a friendship with a with a girl that he develops after he's resurrected you know she's 
in danger because of him. Like, I mean, these are all the beats that are identical across movies. Yeah. And, you know, you've got... Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. <laughs> no, listen, we're both going to rant. You've got one of my least favorite things in movies, kids getting killed. If we got to sit through kids getting killed in any of the rest of these, kids and animals, it's the hardest part of John Wick is watching that little puppy. Um, I just, I hear you. Listen, no, I hear you. Listen, I hear you. So if we got to sit through that two more times, uh, I'm not going to be happy. The whole point of this movie, don't watch this movie. If you're listening to this episode and have not seen the movie, don't watch this movie. If you're at all nostalgic for that, for like the visuals of this, go watch the first movie. You'll have more fun. Or if like for some reason you've watched this movie and you like the woman who plays Sarah, Go watch Star Trek Discovery. She plays she who is Sarek's wife, Amanda Grayson. All right, there you go. Spock's mother. Who who was that? Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Mia Kirshner. Yep. You know, she looked familiar. She was also in your true hero, uh, Chris Evans, one of his first movies, Not Another Teen Movie. Hi, Jake. Captain. Can I ask you a question? Why is it every time I tell a guy they can put it wherever they want, they always stick it in my ass? Damn! That's just way too much information for me, Catherine. Oh, no, Jake. Way too much information would be telling you that after they're done, I always take a huge dump. Shit! <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Right. How about the How about the uh, the homeless girl? Did you recognize who that was? Mm, nope. It's Lucy Camden from Seventh Heaven. Never watched it. She literally shot this movie, then started making Seventh Heaven. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's like that's crazy. Ugh. Um, so oh, Vincent God, Perez is a Swiss actor. I mean, he has credits, but I, I you know, he is, you know, he, it's clear he can act. I don't dislike him, but this story is garbage. Uh, he should not be in an action movie because his battle with Kali is absolutely ridiculous. It's one of the embarrassing dullest fight scenes I've ever seen on film. He seems to do more well, he was in Queen of the Damned. He was in Serenade de Bergerac. He was in Le Passant. Uh, so I'll I'll accept one Christopher Lambert because he gave us Highlander. This is Christopher Lambert the second, but without the Highlander. No, it's a hard pass. Isn't Christopher Lambert French? Uh, yes, I'm but thinking, I mean, like French? the whole yeah. I like he has a particular look. I, you know, I, members Ooh. of the TSPHC Army. T- you know, look him up, Vincent Perez. He's one of these guys. I don't know if a, someone who's attracted to men would call him handsome or not. I, well, I don't think so, but uh, like, I, I wonder if, I don't know if it's the Swiss thing. So if you are attracted to men, members of the TSPHC army, please write us and tell us uh, what, give us a read on this. Cause I, I got nothing. Casey, where can they contact us? Well, you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Is Sarah psychic? I want to just... Okay. Let's throw some questions around. She's certainly, like, sensitive, right? Like, she feels things. She's She, yeah. she almost plays the role, if you're, if you're looking at, like, the hero's journey, she's almost the mentor, right? She's almost the person who helps him cross over and understand the new world. Um, not that she's crossing him over, but... But she doesn't seem to understand any part of it. Like, the crow comes to her. But, I mean, like, in the sense of she helps him understand, like, the world well, he's in. I guess. I mean... Uh, Man, I don't even know where to where to go with this. Like... You know what? Seriously, there's no reason to talk about the story of this film because there's nothing interesting in this story 
They've taken all the beats from The Crow, made them duller, and I'm not exaggerating, right? In an episode or two ago when we did um, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, and I complained about the last 25 to 30 minutes of it feeling like a video game. Yeah. It's, okay, you're born. You've got to kill this person. Now here's a little more information. Now you got to go to this. Yeah, it's it's all like choreographed scenes that get you to the next kind of story piece thing. Like you have to jump over here and duck. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. The visuals might as well be. um, there's, There's nothing, there's no reason to recommend this movie. I mean, so some of the people in this movie I think are interesting. Yeah, yeah, we can get there. I want to. So obviously, what we're gonna have to sit through, fuck, two more times, is the painting of the crow face. Which again, uh, when we talked about the first one, I thought when they were reborn, they had that. Yeah, but obviously, this is something that each person has to do. I understand the symbology of making it Danny's paints. His son mm-hmm. should have been automobile paint because it would have saved us from ever wondering why it stuck on his face the rest of the movie. <laughs> It's kids' paint. Obviously, Danny's working with watercolors. Come on, he's a child. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Good Lord. So, you know, Iggy Pop was an almost cast in the first movie. Oh, that's right. He was, uh, what's his face? Yeah. He was the leader of the gang, wasn't no, he? No, 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 no. He was uh, the dude from Dreamscape, the character actor from uh, Warriors. Oh, uh, oh, the one of the one of the first ones to die. Yeah, yes. uh, that is T Bird. T Bird, right. right? David Patrick Kelly. So I think Iggy Pop was originally going to be cast in that movie, but he ended up as a as an almost cast uh, from the greatest television show that Fox ever canceled. Uh, Firefly. <laughs> See, the actor's name is Richard Brooks. He is the bad, the big bad in this, the leader of the gang. He plays the wonderful rich villain Jubal early in the episode objects in space. Is that the introduction of Marina Baccarin's character? No, she's in the, she's in the first. Oh, I'm no, I'm not, not Marina Baccarin. Um, Oh, redhead. She was on oh, Kaylee. Oh, you mean like the, the back jewel state? Yeah. Malcolm Reynolds, um, uh, ex-wife. Oh, 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 is that the same episode? That's no, it's not the same episode. Um, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, objects in space. I, I don't. Rem- it, they're they're stalked by this bounty hunter Jubal early, and it's a it's a wonderful episode. I'm looking at his IMDb picture. He's got a he had a goatee on on uh, Firefly too, right? Uh, ooh, I don't remember. He looks, like, he looks more familiar here. And I mean, this move. Oh. Yeah. Hey, before we continue shitting on this terrible movie, let's listen to the other programs on the Night Shift Radio Network that probably had more fun talking about their topics this week. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. 
Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Uh, Thomas Jane is Nemo. The, let's. He's got the best death scene in the movie. He has the best scene in the movie. The best scene from his introduction, which, by the way, his wig falling off was not supposed to happen. Oh, that's great. And Tim Pope just left it in the film because his reaction was so funny. Like, you did literally one thing right, Tim Pope. Yeah. One thing. Those were the those were the folks I definitely wanted to, to call out there. But Richard Brooks, for some reason, I kept thinking he was the guy from Grey's Anatomy, the actor who was oh Isaiah Washington, the, Isaiah Washington. He that's and I'm, who, go, I'm like it's got how am I missing this? But yeah, that makes sense. We were we were recently uh, all talking on um, the chat system we use Slack for Night Shift Radio, and I was like, we should cast uh, Isaiah Washington as. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. And everyone's like, Wah! and then somebody pointed out and went, Oh shit. I mean, David, um, oh, what's his middle name? Denzel Washington's son. Oh, he's yeah. in tenant right now. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. What did I just watch with him? Da- John David, John David Washington. Have you seen the black Landsman? Yeah. Oh yes. I've seen that. He's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> he's I think so good. literally last night I, I watched, oh. um, nope. Why am I thinking? He's not in this, so I don't know why I'd be thinking of this. I'm on it. No, what did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, never mind. The Book of Eli? Nope. Doesn't matter. I'm Ballers? Are you watching Ballers? No, last night I watched um The Gemini Man. I don't know why. He's not in he's Gemini not, Man. He's not in that. Nope. <laughs> he is totally well, again, not. Todd, not all black people oh, look you alike. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I want to see who you're thinking of. Uh, yeah, I don't. TSPC Army. This is the episode. Fucking deal with it. Uh, yeah. I, oh, you know, no, you know why? Because he reminds me of Chadwick Boseman. I think in his acting style. And just the other night, I watched Twenty One Bridges. How was that? I was so disappointed. So disappointed. First of all, but was Chadwick good? I mean, that's a stupid question. He's always good. He delivers a solid performance. The story is just, you know, I don't think there's anything interesting or reveal. It's not even like there's something interesting he can do with his character. I was disappointed. I thought the the trailer, once again, the trailer of the movie looks more interesting because it looks like it's going to sure. be like you're, they're going to lock down Manhattan and you'll, oh, okay, that's, that's an interesting premise. It's, it's one of those things that like, yes, that's a, that happens in the movie and that is held up as something that should matter. But in reality, it doesn't matter at all in the movie. It's not more than a set piece for a moment or two. Um, mm. So it's it's one of those ones where the, the trailer just did not have the same feel. And the movie is just so disappointing. <laughs> Sorry. So that's, I remember telling you I wanted to, I wanted to tell you how much it sucked. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, have you watched the documentary? Because I know you and Aubrey love them. Uh, Class Action Park? Yes. We, yes. Did you watch that? What the fuck is going on in New Jersey? Did you watch what uh, was it? Action Park was that the movie? Yeah, that's it. Class Action Park. No, no, that's the documentary. Oh, oh, oh there's a movie with Johnny Knoxville. No, with with is it based on that? Yes, yes. Oh fuck, I I gotta watch it then. That's a good companion piece to go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, just the shit that. Listen, how about we we'll recommend that instead. <laughs> go go watch on HBO Max Class Action yeah. Park and. 
Buckle in for some fucked up shit. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, if you're over there on HBO Max and you finished that one early and you were thinking, oh, maybe I should go back and watch The Crow. No. Stay on HBO Max. Go watch An American Pickle. That's a fun one. Lighten it up a little bit. I have not watched it Don't watch this movie, though. Don't watch this movie, though. No. What's the name? Action Point. That's the name of the movie. In Johnny Knoxville, isn't it? Yeah, and it's and based it's, on... It's supposed to be Action Park? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll have to watch that. It, it seems like the deaths in this movie... That's all you have, right? They have to be interesting, start, right? But they start out interesting, and by the time we get to... Um, uh, uh, the Yellow Ranger. What? Callie. I was looking for the actor's name. Oh, uh, True... Thrun Tran? T-H-U-Y? I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Toonie Tuni Tran? Trang? Okay. Uh, that was my terrible attempt. I apologize if anyone's offended. There's no N. There's no N in the first name. Through. Th- th- God th- damn it. Yeah. Thuey? Mm. Callie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she just gets thrown out a window. And like. Apparently, there was supposed to be this amazing fight sequence, which there was a little bit of one, but she had to like go to Tim Pope and be like, hey, I was on a show where I had to do martial arts and I am a martial artist. Can I please do martial arts in this in this film? But then we get to Iggy Pop and oh. he's fucking just, you know, OD. That actually makes so that story about Kali actually makes me angry because specifically the fight being the fight scene between Kali and Vincent or I'm sorry, Kali and Ash is Mm -hmm. so first of all, it's obvious how outmatched Vincent Perez is. He's not fighting. It's almost like this clumsy kind of bumbling and it's clear that she is very trained. It it makes sense. Actually, that's the point in the movie where I got angry because it Uh was such a bad fight scene. I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) Uh, Spider Monkey. Let's Vincent Castellano. <laughs> that's clearly supposed to be T Bird yeah. from the first one. Like it's even copying the beats of. But I had to go to the cracked out guy. Literally, I, they take the same theme music. I mean, a, again, they don't want to make anything new here. They're like, if you spent money to see the first movie, spend money on this movie. The Sheriff of Nottingham's cousin, whatever the fuck that actor's name is from the first one. Yeah. He kills the crow simply just because he got the actual crow, not um, Eric Draven. Yeah. He kills the crow just simply because he kills the crow. He doesn't know that's going to take away his powers. And if you remember, that was one of my favorite lines in the entire movie. Quick impression for you. All of the wit, you know, like the crow has these wonderful dynamics. None of that in this movie. (laughs) And so Judah Earl knows to murder the crow, but like in a sacrifice way. Yeah, because Kali tells him. No, because uh, oh no, uh, Sarah says it. Right, Sybil tells him the blind. the seer, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is right. the Greek mythology. The Sibyls are the, the seers, and they are blind also. Blah, 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 blah. So this could be fixed, like, in in the um, Final Destination movies. I think by yeah. the third one, people start being like, hey. Any of them. But, like, you know, it's everyone survives a, 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 a horrible accident mm-hmm. because... Somebody there has a precognitive vision 
Got it. And then slowly through the movie, they are killed in horrific and bizarre ways. Because death needs to uh, even things up. As Mr. Tony Todd says. Death doesn't like to be cheated. So in that movie, when people start dying in the third one, they're like, hey, I, do you remember the flight 813 that went to France? Da, da, da. They like start referencing. If Sybil had been like, I had a vision that... This has happened before, when well, I'm getting into fucking Battlestar Galactica, all this has happened before and all this will happen again. <laughs> but just some line of dialogue of why he can he knows to murder that crow and that it gets rid of his powers and the whole thing. You know what the worst sin of this movie is, is that I don't care about any of it. <laughs> I was about to say, the worst sin of this movie is that it was made. Yeah, I really love The Crow. It's a it's a movie that feels very much like a moment in time for me. Sure. You know, and I remember that time, you know. And it's a fun watch, and it's it was the first one. I would struggle to think if I if I can remember a sequel that was as dull and soulless as this movie is. I mean, you get into certain series, and when you get to like the third, the fourth, the fifth movie, the well starts to run dry. If this was the fifth, oh Jesus, movie in this franchise, I'd be like, yeah, this is where we're at. But if this is where we're at, second movie. Fuck three and four. It's not, it can't get any better. And in my opinion, it's not like they're reaching to be something different and they just fail. In the theatrical cut that we see, I see no attempt to do anything different or interesting. (laughs) You know, different, much less interesting, Um, especially compared to the first movie. There's just nothing there. Honestly, I'm not kidding. I don't want to talk about this movie. I would never recommend anyone watch this movie unless you're doing like a a thesis on the evolution of the crow series i I don't know how to which we are not here to do which we are not here to do i mean you know judal is you know they have this epic fight i mean do they (laughs) well i mean what is meant to be an epic fight oh before we get to the epic fight how come when ash is walking through the Day of the Dead celebration, is it tweaking him out so much? I mean, you know, we have, and I feel like this was from the first movie as well, he has these episodic return of memory, right? Like, he remembers things in bits and pieces and flashes. It happens there. I mean, I don't know. And again, the problem is, I didn't know and I didn't care, you know? What was with Sarah's uh, tattoo parlor buddy there? The uh, the Australian... Some kid asked me to tattoo. If you can read this, you're standing too close. Right on her bum. Gay? Mildly amusing. Uh, uh, what the hell was his name? I don't even... Doesn't matter. He's in here somewhere. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not looking it up, but... Um, the same yeah. thing with, with the orgy scene, which, uh, no, thank you. It doesn't belong in this movie. Uh, I mean, again, I feel like that those were the shots that we were supposed to see in every Nine Inch Nails video, but they couldn't include it or it wouldn't have made it to MTV. You know what I mean? Like, Why is Iggy Pop like walking through there freaking out about that? I'm like, is this how you think people act in real life, Tim Pope? Listen, I... <sighs> Oh, who knows, right? I mean, I can't imagine working on this. And I feel horrible. I, I, you know, you get a chance to be in a movie, right? Uh, yay, that's amazing. But God, I can't. That's crazy. So the end, they kill the crow. And uh, Ash falls to his presumed death. 
which was a right. really good stunt. They really did a good mm-hmm. job of cutting that off at good points. I thought that was one of the better moments in the film because of that stunt. Yeah, that stunt was great. And then his son shows up and is like, If you give up now, we won't be together. What? <laughs> Aubrey turned <laughs> Aubrey turned and said, what? <laughs> That's exactly what she said. <laughs> well, Aubrey, you're absolutely right. <laughs> what should be your response? I was waiting for Ash to go, what? What do you mean? There are two good moments in this. Uh, that's not true. There are three good moments in this movie. The first, not the first, but the credits. Well, one of those is the stunt you just described because it's a great stunt. You're right. Another moment is said by Curve Iggy Pop shortly before he dies, right before he takes off on the motorcycle. Fuck you, bird dick. That Fuck one's pretty good. Dick, yeah. <laughs> and the best, the the uh, the final best moment of the film is actually in the closing credits. It is the cover of Gold Dust Woman by Hole. I, I gotta be honest with you. As soon as credits started rolling, I turned it off. I was like, fuck you. Uh, you know what? If there's an end credit scene, fuck this movie. Go go back and listen to that. It's a, I mean, it's, you know, I don't think Courtney Love has a great singing voice. You but I think she's a great performer. Um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty cool take on a song that I love, Gold Dust Woman. So, that that's the that was the third moment I liked in the movie. Well, then Thomas movie. Shane. Thomas Shane's good. But you know what though? That could have uh his scene could have been a music video, right? Like, you know, and I would have been just as happy with his performance. I could have seen it there in three and a half minutes. This whole movie could have been like laundry day. Yeah. It could have been a 20-minute short. In fact, even if anyone out there in the TSPHC army is proficient in editing, make this into it. a twenty-minute movie. I guarantee you, it will not take you long to figure out. Yeah, if it's you know the only purpose this movie serves is to reinforce like the mythology of the crow mm-hmm. and what you know. But again, I can't imagine the next two movies are going to be good. To your point, like if this is where number two is, so I I don't know why you do it. I, I it's started to forget that we have to do two more of these things. Oh, fuck. I mean, the first movie, you know, I also really am a fan of, was a fan of Brandon Lee. I have the, the initials of his father's martial arts style is in my first tattoo, JKD. Just kick dick. Is that what that stands for? <laughs> That's right. Jeet Kune Do. Um, but the... You know, Brandon Lee had this excitement. That's and I think that's what I love the most about the original movie. He had an intensity, like like Vincent Perez seems like he's slightly bored to be here. Yeah. In some scenes, he. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I was trying to think what we could talk about that would not be just shitting on this movie, but I don't know what that would be. Here's an interesting thing that I I'm literally just realizing right now. This follows the same type. Of and I don't know if we'll be able to do it with the third one. Coats. Let's go. <laughs> that that's how terrible this movie is. We're gonna talk about coats. Okay. In the first movie, um, Brandon Lee is wearing like a duster. Or a costume. <laughs> Coat. Costume. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, please. Go ahead. Brandon Lee is wearing like a duster. Yeah. Very 90s leather, black leather duster. And in this one, Ash is wearing a uh, priest frock, a leather version of it, but it's it's a modified priest frock is what he's wearing. Uh, no, that's a, it's a motorcycle vest. Over that is a frock. Oh, was it? 
Okay. <laughs> yes, he's wearing a, a vest, but then he's got a long coat that he wears, and it's a frock. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Sorry. Did not. Though we don't like two and three. Better movies than this one we just watched. In The Matrix 1, Neo wears a duster, <laughs> sure. and in 2, he wears a frock. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I don't know if the Wachowskis are giving little nods to these movies. Do you think? I mean. I don't know. I don't care. I, I just you, wanted, would you call that a frock? Yeah, it's a frock. Oh, on that one, I kind of see it. It's a frock. Because this one shot, it yeah. All right. I withdraw my objection that keeps us in this <laughs> movie any longer. Oh, Jesus. I just found out the work print version, all the scenes that have, I'm not going through them, but. Wow. Oh yeah, that, that's that's what I was looking wow. at. But, but you know what? If you start to look at them though, so clearly it goes into more detail, but I wasn't reading stuff in there that makes me go, oh, that's interesting, or oh, you know, it's just more description of of bland. Except for I mean? this. I am gonna read this one. In the okay. original version, Sarah's death was longer with Ash crying the whole time. Ash says he stayed on earth for her. Sarah gives Ash her ring and tells him that if two people really love each other, nothing can keep them apart. Nothing. Ash cries. Sarah tells him that she'll wait for him forever if I have to, because Ash chose Sarah on earth over Danny in heaven, which led her, an innocent person, to being killed. Ash must stay on earth forever as part of the undead without her or Danny. So again, there's more detail there, but I'm wow. not any more interested in the. I mean, but, but that happens it, but at the it, end it of the ex- movie. It explains why there, why she goes there. It just, uh, yeah, her but, death is so stupid in this movie. The sin of this movie is letting me not care about any of it. There's it nothing also, in the movie I care about. It also, like, when he, after he has his, his meltdown and Sarah joins him in his uh, motor shop mm-hmm. and they're on the floor there, she does a move at one point where I wrote, is she going to fuck him right now? <laughs> it felt like, but, but then it goes yeah. into her painting his face. And I was just like, if this had been in there, if even just that scene, I was like, okay, I get it. We were supposed to put the pieces together. But here it is at the end. Yes, it is love that brought the two of them together. Uh, why? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. What, the, I, nothing in, in any of that makes me feel like there's something new or fresh. No. And, no, it's all. It's, it's, it's the crow taken out of the freezer. Yes. Reheated and like you scrape the the freezer burn off the top of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you try and hide it with a little like hot sauce and see if anyone notices. You are, Casey, you are exactly right. That's what this movie is. Everything that was fresh and interesting about the first one's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so, end of movie, because uh, I'm there. Are you there? Fuck yeah. Ash and Judah fight. He's mortal and. Uh, Judah gets run into a uh, like a piece of scaffolding that broke after he yeah, yeah some, kills like Sarah. He, it's the old like I'm not dead, but I can't move. Uh huh. Yeah, and then and Sarah then, comes up and stabs him in the head. Yeah, that's before that. When um, she stabs him in the head, he doesn't die. He 
pulls the knife out, comes forward, kills Sarah. Right. And then, uh, you know, his run through, he's like stuck, can't get to him. And then uh, Ash turns on the, you know, feel my pain crow power. All the crows come down, pass through him in the portal, and they start basically flying through Judah. And it's the worst special effect that we've seen in, in quite a while. But it started out okay. The the comp of the crows going through the two of them, I was like, wow, that's really good Start, for the 90s. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. But his uh, as they're piercing Judah, the effect looks worse. And then as Judah is apparently pierced enough to die, he begins like shrinking and uh, focusing out. I don't even know what to describe it, but it's it's not anything that looks interesting or even it looks like a bad video game. It looks like a video game cutscene from like the PlayStation 1 era. It looks like when Captain Amazing is uh, killed in Mystery Men. Oh, yes. Yes. But in that, it's supposed to look kind of bad and cheesy. That's that whole movie. They were going for something real here, and they failed. And and what's ironic is I feel like if there's any strength of the movie, I think it's the fact that clearly Tim Pope has a strong visual style, and you can stretch that. Does he? You can. (laughs) Well... You can stretch that like three minutes or four minutes. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm with but you now. But to go to an hour and a half, it's like, it doesn't work. So I don't know that it, I would even say it's great cinematography. I think there's a lot of things that look really good, but almost if you did like images of the film, <laughs> like like one front, you know, one still of this shot, there, it looks interesting. That's about it. From an art perspective, maybe there's something there visually, but that's it. Yeah. The miniature work is great. Most of the, the city is miniatures. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. it was good. I mean, it's 96, so I'm like, yeah, it's a miniature, but it was good. And that one shot where it's over, uh, let's say, the City of Angels, because right, right. Uh, yep. where it's over the City of Angels, and then it comes down, and it's uh, ash on his motorcycle. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that, was yeah, good, that, was, yeah. that was a good yeah. cut. That was a good cut to actual footage. Good for you guys. Yeah. You did... You, art department, did one thing right. That's right. You got you got to look. Look, listen. Clearly, there was an image for this, and they got it. After Judah is killed, Ash takes Sarah back to her house and just kind of lays her there, and it's like, "All right, bye. I'm the crow." Yeah, <laughs> but he took yeah. the time. He took the time to bury his son in or, the worst, like gothy <laughs> neon lit. Like, god the, damn it. <laughs> Like, it was like green neon light, basically, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Fuck. So, I don't know. Uh, what else? He, I guess, goes off to be the crow still, which is unclear until I read the the thing that I just read to us. It is unclear what yeah. happens to him. And movie. Movie. Fuck. Yeah, Jesus. Holy shit. God, that sucked. And that was like 45 minutes of us talking about it. And we really didn't talk about it a lot. And that was painful. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, we couldn't do our regular format for this one. It's very often. There's no way to make for good episodes. (laughs) There was nothing uh, that 
Yeah, because it would literally be like, okay, and now Ash goes to fight Aki Pop and he yeah. injects him. And every time someone dies in the movie, a crow is formed behind them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For right. the audience at home, I rolled my eyes really hard. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Casey, uh, we got some questions that we typically answer at the end of a movie. Yeah, sure. Uh, hey, hey, Todd. Yeah. What um who's your favorite character? Uh again, if he if his if his death had been a music video, I would say perfect, but uh Nemo, Thomas Jane. Yeah, 100%. It's Thomas Jane. He yeah. Nemo's my favorite character. Casey, what's the best scene? Nemo's death. Nemo's death. Uh well, I gave you the three moments that I was good with. Uh, I stand by those. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's good. What's one scene you would cut? <laughs> it starts with the opening <laughs> female voiceover and closes. No, I mean, honestly, this isn't even, again, I'm not convinced that the stuff that we were both scanning through that got cut, I'm not convinced that makes it better. Um, and it, as far as a darker tone, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'd say the tone is I don't think dark. there's anything we can cut that would make this movie any better. Agree, one hundred percent. Finally, no, you know what? I'd cut the orgy scene. It's it's just yeah. because they were going well. You know, I had a moment I cut of the like, orgy oh, scenes. Well, but who was one of the producers on this film? Hmm. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, sure. Sure. So, uh, yo, I can't he, even enjoy that. You son of a bitch. You've ruined yeah. that for me. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I mean, he was just clearly making jack off material. So, yeah, I'm clearly. So good well, with that. You know, that was probably the, the linchpin of some some reason that some female actress needed to meet with him at in, at his hotel, right? Like, <sighs> I'm sure that was he used that as a plot. Well, he uh, well, he jerked play. off into plants. No, that's Louis C.K. Oh, on, on the other Weinstein gotcha. was actually uh, <laughs> uh, um, found guilty of sexual assault, so he's fucked. Yeah, All and right. Louis C.K. is somehow welcome back into the comedy community. Uh, well, first of all, I would I would not suggest that those two are on the same scale. I would say they're he's both. Still, behaving- he's still a pretty big monster. Um, I so I think they're different. Scales, I would say. Sure, listen, but let's let's why listen. Why are we? Why would we? Why would we do this? That's not okay. I know. I was trying to. I was trying to go to you into an argument. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess Casey, who is the actor having the most fun? Thomas Jane. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I not his death was dumb, but I do like I like Iggy Pop. No, he's much better as the Vorta. Oh, you've never seen Deep Space Nine. No, no, no. It's um, it's an alien race from the Dominion, and he, obviously Jeffrey Combs usually plays the main Vorta, uh-huh. and it was obvious that it was just like, well, Jeffrey Jones isn't available, and Iggy Pop keeps saying he wants to be on the show, so we'll just make him another Vorta. No kidding. And he's uh, just he's the the one emotion he gives the entire episode is perturbed, and it's. <laughs> It's actually really good. Like anytime anyone talks to him, he's like, and that's <laughs> like, really oh, funny. That's, that's really funny. He's, he's really good in it. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? Uh, We're not doing dad's breakdown. Cause no, this is not, this is not a movie no, for children. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, 
and also teen, if, but not our kids and not our but, not our not our two youngest <laughs> well and even when they're old enough to watch it i'm not gonna make them watch this well i would tell them pick something else it's a waste of their time <laughs> agree 100 percent. Well, let's yeah. watch the crow again yeah. <laughs> and just pretend the scenes are new and ta-da, you've got the gross city of age. Uh all right. Hey, and I and I feel like I know ballpark where we are. The IMDB score for this movie was a four point seven. Casey, what do you got? I got a two. <laughs> I got zero. There's literally ooh, no ooh. reason. Oh, this is right. the we worst the ability of zero. Yes, it's a zero. This is the worst movie we've watched on this podcast so far. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. This yep. movie is garbage. Yeah, holy and that's cow. all we have to say about that. So, holy shit. With that, let's uh, let's see if we get a Casey, better movie. Come on, man, listen, <laughs> pull a good movie. Oh, don't, please, let's don't put so all that, much good okay. stuff. Let let's let's go through our. Well, first of all, um, listen. If we need a little bit of uh, mind bleach to to wash the Crow City of Angels out of our brains. If you pull MCU, we're getting it's one of the best movies. Yeah, like no, 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 no. I, I believe you mean the best. <laughs> oh, let's. Well, well, oh, you know what? Why don't, why don't you pull it and let's let we'll talk so, about it. But let's let's also talk about that's what's sitting there in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. If we do Batman, if we do the Burton verse, it's oh. Batman Forever. Still. A much better movie than what we just watched. Oh, yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah. You know what? Batman Forever is fun. I think yeah. when we get to it, yes, it's bad, but I think we're gonna have a good time watching and talking about it. It's still a yeah. it's a it's a bad good movie. Listen, a I look forward movie. to them when they came out. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. No, Batman and Robin, I'm not gonna have any fun talking about because that movie's god pile of garbage, but it's still yeah. better than this movie. <laughs> and true. if we do Superman. It'll be Superman three. We'll get the wonderful Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. And, There's a lot of goodness oh, out there. But if it's DC e- EU, oh. it's Suicide Squad. Which Casey, Fuck. this is this is the movie that Casey hates more than any other movie in the Helmet. Wrong. This is the movie I hate more than any movie in the Helmet. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's no longer in the movies in the Helmet. So this is true. Oh, okay. Here we go. I've got a movie. Okay. Okay. Are there a lot of letters? What do you quick glance? What do you see? What do you, what do you get? Special? Special is the name of the movie? Special. Special movie. 2006. Um Michael Rappaport? Oh. Yes. You know what? I think here's the thing. Now I think we need to watch it. I think we need to watch it. But I think it's a superhero movie in the way Paperman is a superhero movie. Oh, don't don't tell me that. Combining elements from several genres: comedy, drama, psychological thriller, satire, and science fiction. I'm not even finding it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now because. Did have a th- let's hang on. Let's make sure it had theatrical. It was released in theaters. Yeah, um, who's in it? Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport is the is uh. the lead. Do you do you want to guess what the what the box office was for this movie? Fifteen dollars. Seven thousand two hundred two dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. One more time. Seven thousand two hundred two dollars. Oh. Yeah. 2009. Hang on. I I don't. 
I've never even heard of 2006. this movie. 2006. 2006. That's why I can't find it. Hang on. Yeah. Special. There it is. Listen, I'm not saying it's a good movie. Oh, but the post, the poster. Oh, it, what? It's Paperman. It's totally Paperman. A lonely comic book fan. Reaction medication. We have from Vince. Can can we put this back in the helmet and choose something else? I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think we can, man. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's a listen, it's a better movie than the one we just watched. Do you want to guess what the IMDB score is? I don't know, in the sevens. Well, six point nine. It's almost into the sevens. <laughs> so so we're gonna we're gonna watch we're gonna watch special. Oh, it has uh, Alexander Holden. Who I don't know who that is. Oh, she was Ross's um, student that he dated on Friends, Elizabeth. I don't remember where he was. Where he finally had to break up with her because he talked to it about it with the faculty, and he's like. He's like, you're dating one of your students? That's against the rules. He goes, I mean, it's frowned upon. Like, no, it's against the rules. But it's just frowned upon. They're going to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Special. Okay. Let's watch that trailer. Welcome to our study. Less. These really work? Our results have been remarkably promising. No! I have superpowers. Amazing, isn't it? It's quite unusual. And not only do I have powers, but they're developing like gangbusters. I assume you've heard of telepathy? You're telepathic? What? I'm not telepathic, Les. You are. I am? You are what? Telepathic. What do you plan on doing with these awesome powers? You're an armed robber? No, I stop crimes, officer. Jesus, Mary Joseph. The truth is, with so many billions and billions of people on the planet, most of us can't be unique or important in any meaningful way. Stop the car! You don't have superpowers. What do you mean? You're having an adverse psychological reaction. I'm going crazy. You're losing your mind, man. No! Are you on drugs? Yeah. I am. Who are you? I come from a future that will no longer exist. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Casey, listen, you know, we're, we've taken a little bit of a detour here with the podcast. We've, fuck, we've gone off, off road a little bit. Um, Sometimes these things happen. You know, listen, nobody expected 2020. Listen, this podcast is going perfectly for 2020. So, you know. Is, is, it, is, well, it, is it, Todd? It, well, true at least. So, <sighs> Casey, that was a movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they used film and projected it and people watched it. <laughs> And we were two of those unlucky bastards that did. We sure were. Yes. All right. Hey, Todd, uh, where can people find you on social media? Should they wish to find you? And should you wish to be found? That's yeah, right. Go, I'm bringing uh, it back. 
sure, go check out my blog, which is tmpinsyr.com. Also mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at tmpinsyr. Hey, Casey, yeah. people are yeah. looking for you. They want to find you. Yeah. Where are they going to yeah. find you? Uh, you can find me uh, crying that we have to watch this <laughs> next movie. But if you'd like to contact me in any way, you can... Um, you could Twitter me is what I was going to say. <laughs> Danny will, you better not. Danny will kill you. No way. You can tweet at me at not Ryan Casey. <laughs> you can Instagram me at not dot Ryan Casey. <laughs> uh, we also have an Instagram account for the podcast, which That's is right. super pod hero cast. And we also have a Twitter account for the podcast, which is TSPHC tweets uh look soon for our next set of patreon uh questionnaires we're going to be doing westerns next yes yes okay i kind of made that up on the go no that makes sense the one you love the one i love the one we both love boom that's right we're very happy to be uh, new kind of uh, for season four. We're very happy to be part of the Night Shift Radio Network. A lot mm-hmm. of other great shows on that uh, network. Head over to nightshiftradio.com. Um, great landing page. We'll bring you out to a lot of different content. Really excited to be a part of that. There's some really cool stuff happening there. And if you really, really like us, head over to Teespring. And look up the Night Shift Radio uh, merchandise page, and you can find anything from from uh, leggings to hoodies for your puppy. Yeah, you know, so Papa famously, uh, Papa got, looks like the first piece of merch out in the wild. Uh, mm-hmm. Chuck was close behind him with a t-shirt, but Papa got the deluxe, the premium pullover hoodie. Uh, Joseph saw good. it the other day, and Joseph oh, no. goes, "Where's my hoodie?" So <laughs> I just got him one. I just ordered one tonight for Joseph. So yeah, yep. Hey, uh, but it's got the so, new logo on it. So there's some really cool swag there. Hey, if you uh, buy something and you put it out on your Twitter, on your Instagram, however you want to put it out there, and you tag us with whatever tag that goes along with our uh, social media on that platform. We'll retweet, we'll re-whatever. We'll sure. give you a shout-out back. So uh, Absolutely. There's some incentive. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. He puts out a variety of music royalty-free at his website, which is incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. That music is available at www.silvermansound.com. Dot com. Yeah. Um, so there's some really cool stuff happening. Excited to be a part of this. Can't believe uh, can't believe we're in season four, which is crazy. I know. Right? We're but, in season uh, four and we're almost to our uh, winter break. Yeah, that's right. We only got right. three episodes left. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Uh, I don't know, Casey, you got anything else you want to talk about? Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie so hard it cries. In the goat ass. That's right. I, I, I'm disappointed in every person who made this film. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's Take all us home. All right. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. Be, Be heroic. heroic.
An hour and 16 minutes. That's all we could muster. <laughs> That's it. Superpodherogast at gmail.com because... Only crap. Only crap? Only cap. Like letters. <laughs>